is 20.99. These are the files of Kent, the key environmental, non-judgmental task force. Director of Operations, Professor Nebulous. You are now accessing Holofile 011. Codename, Rebel Without a Cortex. Oh, this is so embarrassing. We were due at Western Hypermare Rocket Base over two of our Earth yonks back. We'd already be there if Paula had let me read the map instead of being so immature. It's my map, and I called Maxis on it. Oh, I know where we are. Where, Harry? We're lost. You can't get lost on a motorway. We did, and we are, and it's your fault, Paula. Your fault. It's very easy to point the finger, Harry. Uh, except, of course, if you don't have any fingers at all. Which you don't, so uh, sorry for bringing that up. I know, Prof. Let's try the galactic positioning system. Excellent idea, Rory. The GPS will pinpoint our exact location. You are precisely three kilometers west of the middle of nowhere. Nebras, what time do you call this? My apologies, Sir Ronald. I'm afraid we took a wrong turning and ended up in Quantumshire. Quantumshire? It's just west of east, on the south-north border. We got stuck on the one-way system, going both ways. Still, the future's lovely there this time of last year. I was casting in a hat! So, Sir Ronald, I expect you'll want to brief us on our top-secret mission? I'd like to do what I can, but I'm afraid I can't. The government have instructed me to keep this mission a surprise. Well, I suppose surprises do reduce paperwork... And it'll help keep the people of Kent on their toes. Except for me! Except for Harry. Ah, Colonel Bream will fill you in. Good evening, Professor. In T-minus five or six minutes, you and your team will be taking a rocket into deep space. A rocket? So that's why you asked us to come to the rocket launch pad wearing spacesuits. They didn't have a spacesuit in my size. You'll be delivering a maximum security cargo to Venus. Hey, Venus is a big planet. Whereabouts exactly are we going? Top bit, bottom bit, what? Somewhere near the middle. Don't worry, it's a self-guided rocket. Sir Ronald, are you seriously saying you want us to work on a canoe-to-canoe basis? It's a case of Venus envy. We have something they want, and they have something we want. I get it, it's a prisoner swap. So, how many prisoners are we taking up, on a scale of none to some? The least you know, the better, sir. To be honest with you, there isn't much less I could know. What happens if something goes wrong? The least you know, the better, miss. Are they dangerous? Are they alien? Are they monsters? Does it begin with a Z? The least you know, the better, Professor. Well, there's no point telling me to keep my nose out. Listen, Nimbras, that cargo is more deadly than six toxic butlers. On no account are you to even speak to them. Can we wave? Best not, miss. You ask us to wave our right to wave? I see. This must be a very special cargo indeed. I only pray it's not extra special. Leaving Earth's orbit now, Professor! Superb! What are those canisters for, Professor? They contain something I invented to break the ice at parties. Rumors all 55. A gossip gas. But the military want to use it for interrogation work. I say that's highly irresponsible. Right, so you're dumping it in space. Precisely. Well, team, we're on our way to Venus. <laughs> now, I'm afraid even with this new hypersnob fuel, our journey will still take one of our Earth fortnights. Our biggest enemy will be boredom. Boredom will make a pleasant change from agony. Oh, Professor, I'm never bored when I'm with you. I hate boredom. 
Much prefer tedium. Rory, I want you to go and check our fuel tanks. Can't can do. And Harry, I'd like you to go down and check the seals of the cell door. Can't can do, I suppose. After that, you're welcome to spend your time in either the rocket's chill-out room or suspended animation, whichever is the more relaxing. Now, if you take your chilling seriously, it's got to be suspended animation. Most Friday nights, me and the guys get together and just suspend. Off you go, you two. Rory, make sure that hypersnorp fuel is snorping properly. And Harry, I want to know those prisoners are locked up tighter than a sphinctorian's purse. Paula, you and I will combat boredom by standing here and staring out at infinity. Check the fuel tanks. Me! And it's no better back on Earth for a highly specialised organisation we spend a lot of time doing laundry. I tell you, Harry... This isn't why I signed up for the key environmental non-judgmental task force. Why did you sign up? Restart thing. If I didn't apply for the job, they were going to cut my benefits. Uh, I'll check the fuel. You check the prison cell. I don't care. Won't make the slightest difference to my agony. Cheers, Harry. See you back on the control deck. Whatever. Good God. It's like working with a chatty suicide booth. Right. Let's check the antechamber. Yeah, well, the antechamber seems secure. And I know my antechambers. Well, it's like I was saying to my auntie last week. I'm not anti-antechamber, auntie. I'm pro-antechamber, auntie. Sounds like an alarm. But is it? I don't know whether to be alarmed or not. Sounds like it's coming from behind the cell door. Obviously under strict orders not to open the door, even if it's an emergency. And this is definitely an emergency, so I suppose that makes it all right. Hello there. Um, hi. Hello. Uh, I, I'm Rory. And, and you are? I am not. And I mean, who are you? you? My name is Celebra. I come from Gorgeous Five. On your world, our race is known as the Lovely. Wow. I mean, I've met male lovelies before, but you make them look like mingons. Why, thank you, Rory. I just don't understand how they could imprison someone so fundamentally glamorous. They claimed I won the Miss Omniverse contest by vote-rigging. I ask you, Rory, would someone as honest and hot as me do that? Probably not. Did you? No. No. I was framed by the runner-up, Miss Phobos. But Rory, even if I was guilty... Do I deserve to be trapped behind these laser bars? No. It's like they say, you know, there's no justice, there's just jousting. You know, I thought you'd be locked in a tiny steel cell, but it, it looks like open woodland in there. It is the last glimpse of freedom we prisoners will ever see. A holographic representation of a verdant forest. With holographic bunnies, just to rub it in. So, how many prisoners are there wandering around in there? You mean they don't trust you with such information? Of course they do. I'm so trustable it's insane. As you clearly already know, there are three of us in here. Three! Three! Three. I, I don't mean 333, I mean three. Like you said, three. I, I knew it was three. Professor, have you ever been up Venus Way before? Yes, Paula. On a school trip many years ago, we visited all the tourist sites, the Grand Canal, Giant Sulky Face Mountain, the Bagpuss Monument. I don't think I've ever been so excited about a mission before. Well, if all goes to plan, this should be a walk in the park. That's not much of a mission. Oh, it won't be a picnic. Oh, please, let's have a picnic. 
You can't have a walk without a picnic. I'll bake some jelly. Ah, Harry, what news from the bowels? Unlike you! I mean the bowels of the ship, the prison cell. Is everything as it should be? Oh, I don't know. Rory and I swapped jobs. Rory checked the cell. I had a snoop around the hypersnort. You deliberately disobeyed my orders. Oh, were they orders? I thought they were requests. Well, you still disobeyed them. You can't disobey a request. It's not as if it's an order. Never mind. There are far more important matters to be getting on with. That's right. Come on, Harry. Help us pack the hamper. <sighs> so, celebrate. tell me about the other prisoners. What, what, what have they been in prison for? Oh, if you're so interested in them, I'll go away and get them. <laughs> or I could spend more one-on-one time with you. One-on-one sounds good. Especially if if I'm one of the ones. So, why don't you tell me about you? Well, now, why would a lovely girl like you be interested in an upper-middling guy like me? I find Earthmen fascinating. Especially ones with your psychological makeup and exploitable character flaws. Rory, I wish I could kiss you. Well, if kisses were wishes, I wish I could... Wish you and wish you. Oh, Rory, if it weren't for these infernal laser bars, your skin could be touching my skin. Right. Because oh, uh, my, my skin would like that. I'll just get this door unlocked. It won't take a jiffet. Hurry, Rory. Hurry. Hurry, I'm doing. Professor, what are you doing? I'm overriding the rocket's controls, altering our course five blasts to starboard. Really? Will this affect the picnic? According to the scanner, there's trouble up ahead. You mean a meteorite shower? Yes, followed by meteorite snow, asteroid fog and Sputnik sleet. Hi, Prof. Hi, everybody. Somebody's in a good mood. <laughs> it isn't me. What have you been up to, Rory? Found out how many prisoners we got on board. But what? Really? Yeah, there's three of them. How do you know this? I've got chatting to one of them. For God's sake, Rory! You opened the cell door, but that countermands our ultra-high priority orders. And it's nosy. Now, will you please tell me exactly what they like? The one I met, Celebra, she is stunning. Film star looks, podcast voice. We got on really well, actually. You got on well with a highly dangerous criminal? I'm no snob. I'll talk to anyone about me. Anyway, I had to open up and check when that alarm went off. I heard no alarm. I heard no alarm. I have no ears. Maybe it was only a local alarm. Rory, please tell me you didn't release that prisoner. Obviously, I tried to release her, but that maximum security lock is such a faff. There's about five different levels and codes, bits of it in binary or twinery or something. Honestly, Rory, sometimes you're so thick it stupicates me. I only got past the first level, general knowledge. Some of the questions were really tough. I mean, what was the title of Jessica Fafranfar's first number one single? Oh, oh, um, can I help watching you snorkel? No. Life is a three-ring donor! No, it was Meet Me by the Exit Wound. Oh, of course. Meet me by the exit wound, I'll be there with my balloons. Pop trivia aside, Rory, just so we're clear on this, the malignant criminal is still locked up. Of course she is. That's why I've come to get the release codes. Rory, don't you realise she's charmed you, lulled you, then bamboozled you? Uh, She was quite charming. But I didn't experience a lull. Won't get to see any bamboozles. You have no idea what she might be capable of. She mentioned one thing I'd at least like to see. I'm going down to check things for myself. Rory, under no circumstances are you to visit the prisoners again. What? You're far too suggestible, and I am impeaching your motives. 
I am not suggestible. Do you know, I really fancy some peaches. I can't believe Laurie unlocked the cell door. I, I do not understand what's so interesting about our mysterious top-secret cargo of intrigue. Better pop in and check Rory didn't leave the antechamber in a mess. Yes, well, the antechamber looks secure enough. Of course, that doesn't mean the prisoners are definitely still behind that unopenable door. The only way to be sure would be to open the unopenable door. It's an alarm. What is it? Could it be one of those imaginary alarms? Yes, of course. It's an imaginary alarm. It's gone up in pitch. Can imaginary alarms do that? Sounds like it's coming from inside the cell. Good evening. Oh, my bod. No. No, it can't be. It can't be. It can't, and yet it is. It is. It clearly is. Surprised to see me, son? Yes. Yes, father. Oh. Oh. What are you doing, Polar? Oh, just going to take these canisters of gossip gas to the waste disposal hatch. Careful, Polar. Sorry. Never mind. Just so long as there isn't a leakage. The professor was saying exactly that earlier. Of course, he's got a thing about leakages. Because of what happened to him at Leakage World. Same thing happened to my neighbour, Mrs Radnor, when she went there. Mind you, she's got a cauliflower ear and a cauliflower face. I blame my husband. He's a radioactive market gardener. Now, don't tell anyone this, but they've been trying to sell their house for about six months. But between you... As I anticipated, I am stunned. Father, what are you doing here? Rory said he met a lovely female. Oh, she's about somewhere. I'd understand if you prefer to talk to her instead of me. Shall I go get her, son? No, no, please. But, Father, why have you been imprisoned? Thought crime. What kind of thought crime? A thoughtless one. They were going to let me off until the judge reminded them what an awful dad I'd been to you. Really? Aye. So they decided to exile me to Venus. Seems a trifle harsh. Couldn't they just make you eat a harsh trifle? Or perhaps a punishment pie with solitary confinement filling and a thick retribution crust with a strong discipline gravy and a double helping of... Uh, I'm drifting. No, I'll let you down. You had a special gift, and I never encouraged you to make the most of it, or even unwrap it. I was a cruel and vicious father. Yes, but you meant well. No, I didn't. Didn't you? Oh. Well, working as a circus-based jester was all you knew. Naturally, you wanted me to follow in your oversized footsteps. I'm proud of you, son. I'm proud of what you've become. You? Proud? Me? Of? Yes, son. Now, why don't you let me out? Then I could give you that hug you always wanted, eh? A hug? You mean you finally relented? Why not? After all, it is my birthday. Is it? Today? November the 5th? That's right, son. As a child, you always kept your birthday a closely guarded secret from me, lest I gatecrash your party. I would have welcomed you with open arms, son. Look, I'm opening my arms now. But dare I free a convicted criminal... Look at what happened to the man who released the Horonauts. Mind you, he should have seen that coming. You don't get called the Horonauts for your pastry making. Come on, son. It's your dad. On one hand, there's a chance to achieve closure over my lifelong rift with my father. On the other, 
There's the ultra-high priority order to keep you sealed away from civilized society. Is your dad you're talking to? Almost as if it had been constructed as the ultimate gambit. We're more than just father and son, son. Our bond is stronger than that, that. You and I are fellow clowns. What? Clown. I'm not a clown. Father, you wanted to see me? I have something to tell you, son. Is it about my performance in the ring tonight? I know I was supposed to just spin three plates on the end of sticks, but I wanted to see what would happen if I bombarded them with positive ions. Don't worry about that, son. Now, why don't you come and sit here on your dad's knee, eh? Uh, Oh, uh, all right. That's it. There. Comfy, son? Um... Fairly, yes. Now, I know you've never been happy here at the circus, son. Well, uh, I suppose one does expect one's childhood to be a shade dolorous. So your mother and I have come to a decision. We're going to let you give up clowning. What? I, I I can scarcely comprehend it. Oh, here's your mother. Look, she's made you a special pie. Hello, son. Is it true, mother? You're letting me leave the circus. We've thought long and hard and wide about this, and we know it's the thing you most want to hear. This is the happiest day of my young life. (laughs) (laughs) Mother? Father? What is it? April Fool! (laughs) That is January the 32nd. That only makes it funnier! (laughs) Throw the pie, Mother! setting me free at all. Oh, we're setting you free, all right. I don't understand. We're disowning you. As far as I'm concerned, I have no son. That's right. And you're the same son that I don't have. This cannot happen. I am your son. I am your son. Are you all right? Son, are you all right? Uh, what? Uh, I, I was... I was... Come on, let me out of here. Do it now before you've properly got your bearings. Listen, I can hear an alarm. I can hear an alarm. I have no ears. Wait, what if it's another imaginary alarm? Good point. Does it sound like the alarm you imagined before? No, the one my imagination did was much more sort of... Wow, wow, wow. Oh, because this one's more... Obviously. I know this one isn't imaginary. What makes you so certain? Well, if you listen to the beep, 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 you'll notice it's beeping in time with that big red flashing sign that says danger, danger, danger. Right, I better go check the cell. No, Rory. You heard the professor. You can't risk another visit. Last time you were almost hoodwinked senseless. I'll go down. Unless you prefer to go down and check the cells, Harry. I have no ears. Honestly, Rory is such a fool again. Sometimes I think I'm the only person in Kent who has any horse sense. None of the others know how to wear nose bags. Ah, here we are. Yes, well, the antechamber looks secure enough. But that doesn't mean the prisoners are still behind that forbidding metal door. The only way to know for sure would be to look behind the forbidding metal door. Paula. 
Get me out of here. <gasps> Professor, what are you doing locked in there? It was one of the prisoners. They tricked me that escaped. They tricked you? Really? That doesn't sound like the you I know. It sounds exactly like the me you know. You've never been duped before. Oh, I have. I get duped on a weekly basis. I can't cross the road without being duped. But you're a genius. Yes, but not a very bright one. Now, please, let me out of here. I don't know why you're in such a hurry. It looks lovely in there with all those trees. Oh, look! Bunnies! <laughs> all right, then. Why not come inside and we'll take a romantic walk through the woods? <gasps> a romantic walk? Romantic? Yes. Uh, come on, the sooner you open up, the sooner we'll be strolling between the snickerbores. Wait, just one minute. Can we take a picnic? Whatever your heart desires. Pressing buttons now. Cell security lock level one. General knowledge. The 2088 Olympics were held in A. Beetlejuice. B. Betelgeuse. Or C. Bootlegores. Oh, um... Can I go 40-40? No. Can I find a brain? No. It's a trick question. They're all the same place. Just say any one of them. Going to have to harry you. It's B! 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 It's B! Correct. Oh, Professor, we make such a perfectly balanced team. Especially you. Level two. Spot the difference. Look closely at these two photos of the pulsating orb of Cascadon. There are 50 differences. We should have never let Paula come down here alone! Mm. What's that? Listen! It's the prof. My old father. I couldn't set him free. My old father. Couldn't set him free. Professor, what are you doing in the fetal position? Uh, who, who are you? You don't recognise me? Well, he's never had a good memory for face-like things. Hey, prof, I bet you know who I am, eh? It's, it's not the winged eel fingerling, is it? Good boy! His mind's been bending! Well, I'm no psychologist, but I think he's retreated into himself. And having retreated into himself, he's now crouched down behind a wall, throwing pebbles at himself. Textbook case. I couldn't set him free, or hit myself with a pebble. See? But if the prof has gone insane, this means that the Kent dream is dead, because Kent's more than just task and force. It's hope, and it's courage, and it's love. What? I'm so sorry. I couldn't set him free, and... Now he's going to destroy us all. Correct answer. You have now completed all five security levels. Phew, that was tricky. Twinery is much harder than binary, isn't it? Come on, Paula. Now all you have to do is switch off the laser bars. I know. So why aren't you doing it? Because you're not the real Professor Nebulous. What makes you say that? The professor would never wear a big red sombrero. It's true, Paula. I am not nebulous. I am better than he. That's impossible! Tell me more. Because I can see into your mind, Paula. I can see what you desire most, and I can make it a reality. That sounds lovely. I look and act like the professor... Yet I'm so much more in touch with your needs. Opening now. There we go. Freedom. Free. Free. Freedom. I must still say we shouldn't have left the professor in the corridor. Truly. And I say he's no use to us with a bended mind. Well, here we are, the antechamber. But we all knew this day would come, Harry. From now on, I'm in control of Kent. And I'm going to lead from the front. 
why don't you go in first? I mean, perhaps the prof's right. Maybe I am too easily duped. I did sign up for a timeshare villa in that black hole. Hello, Rory. Harry. What in God's name? Do my optical scanners deceive me? It's the professor. Only better. I like this one bit. In fact, no, I don't like this one bit. Everything's fine, Rory. The prisoners are perfectly safe. You're just saying what you think we want to hear. No, I'm not. Rory, I'd like you to take over running Kent. Oh, great. Hmm. Why on earth would you do that? It'll give me more time to spend looking for spare body parts for you, Harry. Great! Now, who's coming on the picnic? <clears throat> Why go picnicking when we should be panicking? Two Professor Nebluses? But, but, but that's too many! Prof, I, I thought you'd been irretrievably mentaled. No, Rory, I have the mind of an ox. A very clever academic ox, obviously. The person standing next to Paula is an imposter and an intrudulator. Paula, did you release the other prisoners as well? Where's Celebra? There are no other prisoners, just that one. Why don't you show your true form? Very well. As I am now free, there is no need to maintain the charade. Now you see me as I truly am. (laughs) You look like a pumpkin in a spacesuit. You're only two feet tall. On my world, I am above average height and considered svelte. Just who are you exactly? And I mean exactly, right down to your atomic weight. My race is known as the Yarwood. And this is you, eh? But how could you be all those differented people? We have the ability to transform ourselves into a thousand different beings. Plus, I studied at the stage school planet, Phileas Andromeda. But what about the alarms we all heard? Oh, our race can also do really good alarm impressions. Listen. (coughs) Wow! Oh, oh, now do the beer one. (laughs) That is quite cool, actually. Uh, Can you do any other ones? Um, oh, yes. How about this one? (laughs) Oh, wow. That's That's so cool. That that is good. Hey, now do the thing where you go up and pitch. Yeah, yeah. All all right, all right. I've heard enough alarm, thank you. Mm, Very well, Professor. But just because I'm only two feet tall, it doesn't mean I can't destroy this entire ship. But surely it makes it less likely. What is this? Our race has no need of hairspray. This isn't hairspray. It's Rumazol 55, a gossip gas. Whatever it is, it won't have the slightest effect on me. I remember saying to Field Marshal Score just before I left our homeworld, our race are unbeatable, just so long as nobody discovers that our entire bodies can be deflated by jabbing a sharp object into the vent in the centre of our chest panel. Of course, Field Marshal Score knows all about that. His daughter's in the St Andron's ambulance. Paula, do you have a pencil? There you go, Professor. She's just gone on holiday to Ursa Major with her boyfriend. He's an infernon with her... Well, that certainly took the wind out of his sails. Don't you think that's in rather poor taste, Rory? Yep, that's why I said it. Well, there's no point continuing with the mission now the prisoner's dead. Quite right, Harry. Quite right. So, who's in the mood for a picnic? In Nebulous by Graham Duff, Mark Gatiss played Professor Nebulous. Paula, Rosie Cavaliero. Rory, Graham Duff. Harry, Paul Putmer. Sir Ronald, Graham Crowden. Colonel Bream and Clown Father, Matthew Wolfe, Gemini, Celebra and Clown Mother, Julia Dolkin, 
Other parts were played by the cast. Sound design and incidental music by Nicholas Briggs. Theme music by Malcolm Boyle. Nebulous is directed by Nicholas Briggs and is a Baby Cow production for Radio 4.